blow the dye. We're talking about one photon. I just, I, I, I don't, I don't feel like people take this topic seriously. <laughs> makes it, it makes me just wear, just wear glasses, just buy glasses and wear them, guys. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, the, well, what if, what if the moon is in retrograde and my lands on the surface and I won the lottery yesterday and I drank nothing but water for the last three weeks? Then can I take off my safety glasses? Yes. No. No. He, no. Oh wait, no, I was way off. Well, I don't understand the. It, the I'm gonna, do anything. They'll do anything. Anything. I'm gonna add to that. I'm Not gonna add to that. The safety glasses. It, I don't. So, I don't understand. Since we're on the safety topic, if you're gonna spend. It's out. Fuck it. <laughs> What's up, everybody, and welcome to another source of the Laser Episode podcast. Today, I'm here with Michael Mullins, who's been hanging out with me so far this week at Light Objects Facility here in Sacramento, California, and uh, we've been getting into some trouble. Marco has been way too liberal with what he's been letting us do, and I know that we have even like crazier stuff planned. Oh yeah, we're not done. Yeah, so uh, we're in the we're in the thick of it right now. We've been shooting vlog footage that we're gonna publish like really soon, and then we've got like some beefy episodes coming up after that. Right. Um, so we can talk a little bit about that later. But uh, my co-hosts are here with me as always. We got Matt, we got Boyce, we got Mister Kyle. What's going on, gentlemen? How are you? Hello. What's up? Another day. Everybody doing good? Let's smell I'm great, baby. Just before the show, Matt, you were uh, you were telling Michael about a job you were doing, and I told you to shut your whore mouth uh, because <laughs> I said I said save it for the episode, please. Actually, exactly he very said. politely went, "Hey, bud, I appreciate you as a person and as a kind soul. Could you please wait to share that with the group?" And I was I like, "You sure. got it, buddy." But then he put on his persona. Uh, but anyway, actually, no, he told me to shut my fucking mouth. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so this week I had a couple of people reach out to me like before break and um, so it's spring break and long story short, I've been able to tell people no this week, which was a really nice feeling. Um, Not just because I like telling people no, but because, uh, you know, like I know I'm okay enough to say no uh, and enjoy my my family this week. So it's kind of cool. So today, instead of working on lasering a lock for somebody, uh, which, you know, she said, no problem, we can do it next week. Uh, I was able to just go have fun and go for a walk. We went on a hike. Yeah. So nice. other than that, just uh, the usual things I've got lined up for some after bedtime, like when the kids go to bed and stuff, I've got charcuterie boards, some cups. Um, I guess that lock is coming up next week. Uh, it's like a brass lock, I think. So mm. it should be fun. Yeah. Miranda's proud of me for establishing boundaries. Nice. I'm, I'm awesome. So yep. good for you. I still High don't know how to do that. Yeah, yeah it's, it was Kyle. weird. It was weird to say no, though. Yeah. I was just like, maybe next week. Yeah, <laughs> it still wasn't Our boundaries. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, what about you guys, boys? You got anything rolling in the shop? No, I'm just. Uh, oh well, I gotta do a a couple of hundred of these business cards this weekend. Oh, That's shit, it. just a couple. Yeah, just a couple <laughs> hundred. It's gonna take me a tired day, but I'll sit here and do them. Heck yeah, dude. How'd you, you think a dollar, you think a, dollar a card is a, is a fair charge? 
But two sides are or they, one? For a hundred of them? Two are sides. They all, are two they sides. Are they all yeah. the same or are they different? All the same. No. You should be charging more. Dollar no. side. I don't know. Where, he's in Michigan, man. Well, uh, it depends. You know what we always say on here, dude. It depends on your yeah. local market what the, what the market will bear. I think yeah. I think you're close. Maybe a buck fifty. I usually do a dollar for one side and the, then a dollar fifty for two. It took are me they a the long point time. twos? Oh yeah, uh, that's important too. How thick are they? Are they the skinny boys or are they the big ones? Oh, point two, point four, point eight. The skinny ones. Yeah, I dollar fifty. Maybe a dollar fifty. It took me a long time to turn off my California brain. Yeah, because when I learned the business part of this, mm-hmm. Cal everything's more expensive in California. Mm-hmm. You go somewhere like Michigan, dude, it's like way cheaper. And people in Rochester were like, "Ex fucking excuse me, yeah. like how much did they cost?" You know what I mean? And they're like, "Not used to that. it." So, um, well, well, for was me, that I for the engraving, or was that for the card too? The card and the engraving, yes. Eh, dollar fifty. I, 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 I would have done a- of them. No, per card. Yeah, I'm saying, but <laughs> what's yeah, yeah. the total, what's Quanti- total quantity wise? Well, she she wants 300 eventually, but she's going to start with just 100 and see how fast they go out. Then she's going to yeah. order a couple more hundred after that. And but yeah, yeah I think um, I thought a, a dollar was per card to start with. Is kind of get the juices flowing. Mm-hmm. You, know, like that, you always take a little if lesser you, than that dude if you want to if you want to increase if you want to increase your prices later man just say let's we can try these at a dollar a piece and mm-hmm. then we'll go from there next time we'll see how that works out based on how much time i spend working on your project and i yeah. think like you said the thicker the card i could also justify it a little better too as like, you know what, i'll just buy the next card up which is mm-hmm. incremental increasing cost to buy it Yep. You know, so it's another way of maybe just I just that, charge but, cost yeah. for the card and then charge a dollar per side or a dollar fifty for two sides. So basically they're paying me to do the sit there, wait, flip, adjust, yep. change. So that's it. Yep. That's kind of a good idea too. Maybe charge them like make an invoice line item for materials and mm-hmm. charge them what you paid for the cards and then yeah. the dollar or dollar fifty on top of that. You yeah. know, that way your cards aren't even despite the very small per card cost are not coming out of the, the total. Yeah. And that's where you just tell them like, yeah, you're paying like a premium, but that's the impact that you're going to have with your customers. Because I can tell you every time I've given someone a 0.8 millimeter card and it drops on the table with a clunk, they're always like, what the hell is this? And I'm like, that's my business card. And I have to explain to them that this is a chunk of metal. And they're just like, yeah. I swear, like it's awesome. And like, they literally turn to their friends like, dude, listen to this. Ka-chung, ka-chung. So yeah. That's I what, don't know where know. Uh, I don't know where Jack in the shop is, but he he figured like he a here. dollar. He figured like a no no I mean like physically oh. in the country, uh, but he he thinks like a dollar card himself. Personally. Well, he said for but one side, for one side, side. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. one side, for one side, yeah. for one side. Yeah. Um, also, I just want to point out really quick: Miranda is yelling at me because our title card for Michael and I says the Archivist, oh. which is. A leftover from when I was live streaming with Chris last weekend to the Pokemon Archivist channel. If you haven't checked that out and you like Pokemon, go check it out. Uh, but Michael and I actually rushed back from shopping for some Pokemon cards today. <laughs> and, That's a secret, uh, though. It's a secret. It, yeah, yeah, it's a secret. Um, so yeah. Don't tell anybody. It's not inaccurate, so I'm going to leave it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, what about what about you, Kyle? We we haven't talked to you yet. Um, I know that you're not actively the boys trading, but you've got something going on. What's what's up uh, in in the Kyle verse right now? 
Um, I did a um, a quantity pack of um, cork uh, coasters uh, for a friend. Um, And I actually, I did a video on that. So there will be a video coming out on a a refresher, uh, an improvement. Did you do those on? I did those on the CO2 Galvo. Nice. So I did, I did a rotary jig and then, um, Ooh, nice. we, uh, I kind of recorded the, uh, the process of creation and then also the, the method of use for light burn with uh, a Galvo and then the method of use for easy cat too. Yeah. With a Galvo. Um, cool. so kind of, a you know, an all encompassing thing, try and try and help everyone out. I know it's not available for everyone on, on uh light burn yet. So. I know, and I also know there's just a lot of people that don't want to move off EasyCAD too. So. Yeah, um, Jim from Edge of Tech is here. By the way, uh, Jim, so shout out to Jim. What's going on, man? Uh, he's asking how 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 is Light Object busy? Yeah, really busy. Uh, we've had like every kind of technical problem so far that you could have while trying to do a big shoot. Had a couple of yes, so we've been we've been overcoming them. Uh, we nailed some good stuff today. We did. An, in depth, I know Jimmy and I had the chance to do the unboxing. Uh, Michael and I did a, an in-depth look at the light object chillers today. Um, and we actually poured like scalding hot boiling water into one to see what would happen. Just to see how, <laughs> how just to see how much it could chill in Which, the seconds that it passed through it. Yeah, yeah. it was really cool. And then um, we also looked at uh that should be interesting. So, like, usually <laughs> when we're talking about CO2 laser tubes, we're talking about, like, resi tubes are pretty standard. Uh, Marco's really into SPTs and JKs. Those are two companies that, like, he really likes. So, we, like, play, we like broke them out today. Yeah. And, like, played with them. We like, literally got to go into the – I know you filmed the test the test chamber mm-hmm. last time, but we actually got to control the test chamber. We controlled so the So, they set chamber. us up yeah. with all the testing equipment and said, all right, you got it? Fire here. Don't put your hand here. See you later. And it's like left. They left. And they left and <laughs> yeah. they let us test. The what idiots. And, and uh, take readings. So we got some, we literally blasted like completely exposed tubes into like pieces of wood today. It was really I was about cool. to say, yeah. out of nowhere, you just see Alex has like a phone book. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I it won't go through the phone yeah. book. I it's promise. Fine. Just hold it's it. Fine. It, it wasn't just, it wasn't just like wood and phone books though. They also had a $3,000 Newport. CO2 wattage meter. Yeah. Oh, so nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we um, were firing into the meter and getting readings. Yeah, getting um, readings with like by varying our uh, our milliamps that we were like pumping into the tubes. Hmm. And um, the SPTs, interesting enough, have built-in red dot beam combiners. That's cool. Which is awesome. So you don't have to add a beam combiner if you want one. It's just in the tube. The downside to that is that it does reduce your peak power a little bit. Uh, when you use that built-in beam combiner, and that was one of the things we were like kind of trying to prove. So I, it's the whole thing. There's there's gonna be a whole episode on it. We shot tons and tons of footage about it today. Um, it just cool. reminds me yeah. of the time that I came online and you were like, "You want to see what I'm looking at on Amazon?" <laughs> and I was like, "What's that?" And it was like a milliamp thing, and I'm like, "I was like, what for?" You're like, "Cuz yeah. <laughs> like, science." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being able to validate stuff is is very helpful. <laughs> Mark Mark Garrett says cork is nice on the UV. Um, so oh, maybe yeah, that's something. That's to try cool. I've not tried that yet. 
I have and, a little. Uh, I did. I did some of the bigger. Uh, I have corks. Uh, trivets. Yeah, it, it, it does come out nice. Dude. Pop, first time catching a live, man. Welcome. That's awesome. Oh, there you go. That is awesome. That is awesome. Oh, I Wayne always Brooks. have random shit. <laughs> Wayne Brooks asked if we found any secrets uh, at Light Object. I think that's been one of the coolest parts about being there is that there's nothing. There are no closed doors for things to be behind. No. Like they awesome. lit, we when we walked in, he was literally like, just like, have fun. Like, if you can find it, you can use it. Yeah. Because we were like, hey, do you have a temperature meter? We want to check the temperature of this water and stuff. He's like, if you can find it anywhere in this building, you're welcome to use it. Yeah. We can go (laughs) in. That's so dangerous. (laughs) Dude, every every door is unlocked. Every cabinet can be opened. Every, like, item, every piece of their stock, every machine. There's nothing where he's like, I really would prefer you not touch that. No, no. He's not. He doesn't care at all. And that's really cool. There's... There's like no secrets and it doesn't feel like he's trying to like hide anything or be weird. So no. um, it's yeah, that's been one of the best parts about being there. So you guys are basically like Charlie Bucket in the Wonka factory. Like if he didn't care. <laughs> I like yeah. 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 We're in the we're in the we're in the Wonka factory. By the way, here's cork on a UV. If you wanted to see it, it's pretty good. Mm. Yeah, like really crisp there. and nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's like really. There you go. So really nice. Says you uh, wow. attempt to stab the goblin. You rolled a one. Uh, what does it say? <laughs> you accidentally slip and dance the dance of his people. You are now married. See, <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons stuff there. But it's really nice and like from no matter what angle, pretty slick. And there was yeah. no cleanup. It was just like beautiful. Nice. Yep. Um, I got a couple I, other questions too. Uh, oh, go ahead, boys. What? What's up? I was gonna say I've got to get a fucking UV man. Yeah, dude, it's time. <laughs> I'm getting one by the Christmas this year. God damn it, I'm getting one. I don't give dude. a shit. I'll get a yeah. second job again if I got to. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll go sling some fucking beer again. And uh, <laughs> Bob Bob Richardson says he's planning to order from Light Object mm-hmm. uh, a legend he's hoping for. Oh, well, and nice. uh, He says, will you guys be looking at any of the CO2s? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you could say that. You could say that. We're going to um, be looking at. We actually, major, so major we work. sat down with Joel pretty early on yesterday and we were like, what in your stock is staying? Like what's being phased out? What's old? What's new? Like what's coming? What's like a permanent fixture of your inventory? Because we don't want to waste time on anything that's not going to be yeah. like Phased sold out. for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so the big three that we're going to be spending a lot of time with are the Ranger, the Falcon, and mm-hmm. the, legend. the Legend. Is that right? The yep. Falcon was the middle one. And the um, Yeah, so uh, things like the Mirage, the Titan, they're all getting phased out. They're kind of slimming down and really focusing their product line. Um, so we want to kind of reflect that in what we end up trying to cover while we're there. And again, nothing's off the table. So uh, Michael and I went to Big Lots yesterday and like nice. hammed out. We like hammed out on stuff. We're going to be right. doing like all kinds of testing. We're going to be checking out the tubes, wiring, uh, you know, different electronic components. Light Object makes their own power supplies for their lasers, mm. which is pretty cool. That's so pretty we'll, be, we'll be getting into that a little bit too. Um, so yes, uh, to, to, to long answer to a short question, uh, we will be definitely looking into those. I was going to add a question to that. So for people who don't know, the Ranger... The Falcon and the Legend are the big ones, but what was the price on the Rangers? I think like 4K around four. 
The, the yeah. Ranger is right around four. And, it, yeah. and all the way to the top is, what's the legend looking at? For I standard am, legend. I'm pulling it up for you right okay. now. Just because I know people have asked about that the last two episodes. Like, they were kind of curious about that. Yeah, so for the legend, uh, which is a 900 by 600 machine, it's yep. around 36 inches by 24 inches. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you're, it's basically twice as much, so you're looking at like seven nine. That's on so. That. That's a super good price. That's yep. that's cheaper than the Mirror Nine. And Same then for the yep, and then for the Legend, which is a twelve hundred by nine hundred system, I cannot stress how big that is. That's huge. Uh, it's it's <laughs> it is. That's three big. foot by it's, four foot. Yeah, it's basically yeah. like more, a flat more size machine. Yeah. Uh, you're looking at nine two. Uh, to get to get that's into one still of those. so and dude. Uh, Good. Like, that's a great things, budget. Look <laughs> out! I tried to explain this to to Michael, um, and I I I think you get it now because you you were there. Oh yeah, these pictures on their website don't do these machines any justice at all. No, like they're, they're so pretty. They're really nice. They're and, really really nice. It's really cool for for me to be out here because I've been really wanting to get behind just. Uh, something for my subscribers and people that are asking me all the time, but I don't, I feel like now that I'm actually touching it and I've got my head crawled up these machines, like rear ends, <laughs> like I feel, I feel a lot better about, um, you know, what I'm recommending. So that was one of my primary goals of coming out here is to really get a close hands-on look at these machines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The price and, is uh, pretty damn nice though. I saw the, the price Talk about amazing. getting intimate. Um, yeah, pineapple. I, we were we were intimate with those chillers today, huh? <laughs> we it was, a, it was a slippery and wet ordeal. Mm-hmm. I will say I will say that much. Um, pineapple. I saw the question about the expect the life expectancy for the SPT tubes. I, I read that. Mm-hmm. I don't have an answer. It's not on their website. But that's something I'll ask Marco tomorrow while we're shooting that segment, and I'll make sure that we include that in the final episode for you. Laser proctology. I like that one. Mm. <laughs> That's mm. Start the exhaust. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see here. Here we go. I got one from Willie. Yep. Willie asks, so does light object also use FMCO2 or just the glass tube? I think we kind of uh, talked about that. Yeah, I have not seen any like RF style uh, frequency modulation tubes from them, mm-hmm. but I know that Marco thinks that that's very interesting tech. I just don't think that Marco's very picky, man. Marco, he is. He he likes things perfect and like just the way that he wants them to be, right. and he's not just go- he's not the guy that's just gonna like buy an RF tube and slap it in his machine. No, he'd rather focus on. It seems to me he'd rather focus on the things that he has available to him and making those the best they, that he can deliver. Yeah. And I'm you know? sure like if he, if he found an RF tube or a company that sells an RF tube that he really, really likes, he would be interested in putting them into the machine for a very specific reason. Right. And like, I just, I don't think that he's found one that, that meets his incredibly high standards. No. Yeah. So I, again, I don't know. That's a great question. I'd love yeah. to, I'd love to ask him about that. I got Marco's two things pretty uh, value focused too. So if it if it's not meeting his his standards for you know being a value to the end user too, he's yeah. he's not going to include it just because. Yeah, RF tubes are expensive. <laughs> yeah, two things point. for you, real quick. They are. So Bob Richardson made a good point. Going from the Falcon to the Legend only costs you it costs you less than a thousand bucks for a hundred watts, which is a good catch. So that's a really reasonable deal to jump up the notch. But 
this is a question more for Michael or a comment for Michael. And I'd love to see you research this while you're out there. Yeah. Uh, Bob said the only option I wish they offered was a built-in cam. So I don't have to mess with adding one. And I know you've got thoughts on that. Um, maybe you could talk to him or like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't see any like ready to go cams in any of these units, but they can be added. In fact, I saw a unit that they were already setting up with the light burn camera. Like we literally opened the door of one of the units and they had the test grid in there. Yeah. So okay. that tells me, that tells me right away they've been, they've been messing around with adding the camera if you want to any of those systems. And as far as the camera goes, like it's going to help you, you know, cameras are going to help you out in, in two ways. In my opinion, I do have an opinion on this. Oh yeah. If you need, if you need to register, register something, you know, with the camera on a single object placed in the middle of the bed, it can really be helpful if your camera is set up properly. It can also really be helpful if you have a bunch of scrap material where you want to just get every little piece out of it and you want to throw that piece that already has cuts left over from other jobs and you want to cut more material out, it can be very fast for grabbing that extra material. But as far as like registering like a hundred business cards on a bed and getting your graphic to line up on all those hundred business cards because of the fisheye, you're never going to do that's not what the camera's for. It's not going to register properly. Yeah, and I, I would I would also want to mention again that trace function, dude. That I was explaining. and the trace function so useful. That's very helpful uh, when you when you use Lightburn camera specifically, you can trace the outline of objects that it sees within the bed, and it's just like incredibly incredibly helpful. Um, I did not see or hear anything from the staff so far about shipping anything ready made. Marco is full of surprises, uh, but that's not. <laughs> one of the exper experiments that I, I really saw running outside of that test grid. No. Um, I think, and that was a light burn test grid. It was like a light very burn specifically. Test grid. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure they're checking for like light burn camera compatibility, but mm -hmm. as far as ready to go, like shipping them, uh, I, I doubt it's on the radar. Maybe I'll ask Marco if he plans on shipping them with light burn cameras at some point. That, that may be a thing, but I, there's a I'm, reason that grid was in there. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, so that <laughs> is definitely a point where we'll have to have like a, a conversation about that. Yeah. Good, good call, Bob. All right. What do we got next? <laughs> uh, Robert Hodge says question for anyone looking for a frequency chart that explains what frequency is expected to do what on objects. I'm sure it's subjective based on wattage and material. Um, I mean, in general, right, the higher the frequency, the lower the pulse power in general. Um, so I, I think it's less about how the ma different materials are going to react with different frequencies and more like what you're trying to accomplish with the beam. Uh, if you're trying to ablate with your beam, you would typically want to use a lower frequency so that you get those larger pulses uh, and, and you're dealing more damage, if you will. Whereas if you're trying to simply mark a material, uh, you or anneal, right, or, or Z marks and, and things like that, um, you would want to use a higher frequency so you're heating the material without necessarily uh, like engraving or ablating it. That's that's the general rule yeah. of thumb. Yeah, like lower frequency jackhammer, higher frequency surgical blade. Yeah. 
So, um, <laughs> you know, I, you could you could expand on that with a chart, like a list of materials. Yeah, you know, like be cool, what Kyle. does a what does twenty five, fifty, one hundred, and one hundred and fifty do? And then you have a list of materials and how the frequency affects that. But you're also yeah. it's it's the triangle. It's not just the frequency. It's the speed and the power as well. Uh, and then your chart gets very big, uh, very quickly, very complicated, <laughs> and kind of turns yeah. into a, a settings list at that point. I was about to I'm say not against <laughs> it, but uh, it's you know I think understanding the theory of what's happening with the beam is far more important to know and make decisions based on that knowledge than a specific memorization of any kind of like results on particular I think the one thing that uh, always sticks with me too is it's literally just a wave right so like someone was telling me one time it's like hitting the surface that you're trying to engrave with the hammer one time per thing you're going to be able to strike really hard and knock the shit out of it with the lower frequency and as you get higher it's like you're doing this you're going to be able to ding 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 but it's not really doing anything except kind of just working the surface yeah. yeah so if that helps another anybody. another factor and you guys kind of tickled on it a little bit is um is the wattage of the laser right so if you pick a, any series from any maker right so we'll say jpt just because they're super familiar to us um a 30 watt laser from jpt is generally going to hit peak power around 25 to 30 frequency a 50 to 60 watt laser is going to hit peak power around 35 to 40 uh 100 watt you're hitting peak power at least at 200 cupels at about 75 frequency so the more in general the more wattage you have the higher the frequency band you can go to to still get those big hits out of it which is why that's that's where the benefit is of moving up in the wattage ranges you can get more work done at high frequency and that's why it can chew out more at that rate yeah and this is kind of a laser everything ism at this point because i say it every week but if you really want to see this applied and in action, go watch Laser with me and Kyle uh, working with a whole host of different materials. Um, in the base episode, it's certainly much more entertainment focused. Uh, but if you're on the LMA, we do have the director's cuts where we literally mm-hmm. it's just the raw footage uh, with very little editing of Kyle and I talking about our decision making process guessing on what to do next. Kyle be like, how about we raise the frequency a little? I think that might be a good idea. Oh yeah, that would be good on this material, blah, blah, blah. We get we get really into it. It's it, They're quite long episodes, but you get to watch us think yeah. through the mm-hmm. problem mm-hmm. as we're trying to like produce these great settings for the entertainment value of the actual mm-hmm. show. The Director's Cut's premium. Even if you don't want to sign up for the LMA, the regular show on Lasered, Every single time that the camera shows the laser bed and it's running a setting, those settings are down there and you can watch them change as we move from mark to mark to mark. And you can watch those marks evolve as we tweak things like the power speed and frequency. And I I highly recommend laser for people that are interested in learning about that Um, under under watched and uh, really helpful for that. Yeah. Under under released episode two. I, but you know, dude, if it got more views, I'd be more motivated to continue editing it. But it doesn't get a, by the way, it doesn't get a lot of eyes, and I'd rather focus on content that 
people want sense. Joking aside, because I know you guys kind of did it as like, hey, it was Christmas time and we were messing around. Same thing with the Oreos when you guys were doing the Oreos. Like we uh, like it doesn't matter what the substrate is. Yeah, that was gross. I know. <laughs> like, I don't, even, was like, I don't even want to think about the but listen the whole thing that i'm saying is like remember we were sitting there and i was like i bet you if you did this with the frequency and then you guys started playing frequency and speed and it came out beautiful like so that's just one of those things and that's another that's a that the the live streams they're long content and people want information in short bite-sized pieces but i feel like the best way to learn about how the three settings work with one another is to watch the long form content yeah. Because we're very often making mistakes and guessing and predicting where things are going to go and changing things really often. And the results are live right there in front of you. And all the live streams stay up. You can still go watch that Oreo video today. And uh, that's the kind of stuff I think would make a really big difference. Uh, the discussion is very to, helpful. Yeah, if you're trying to get if you're trying to get that kind of stuff down. Uh, Robert Hodge says, based on your comments on the frequency, can you also explain how and if the MOPA applies to your explanations? Awesome on the LMA suggestion. And yes, I'm a member. Yeah, great. So definitely check out the laser director cuts, uh, Robert, because that's a that's a really great benefit the LMA members get that I don't talk about uh, very often. MOPAs. So that's when the hammer, the hammer explanation starts to break down and we have to start we have to start thinking about things a little differently. So um, if you had uh, a giant sponge, okay, uh, like, like, a, like a memory foam mattress, and you're trying to soak the mattress, that's your material absorbing energy, okay? And you've got a hose, and the hose is running constantly, that's a continuous wave laser. The hose is just on, it's just running. Now we're going to add frequency into the mix. <laughs> How often is the hose right? The, the the less often the hose squirts water, the more it can squirt. Because as the squirts get closer and closer together, you can't get as much water out onto the mattress. Okay. Yeah. Now your MOPAs unlock pulse width or pulse duration. And that's how long those spritz of water are. So at really high frequencies, your pulse width is limited because you can't, you cannot extend the width of that bit of water any longer before the next one comes in behind it, if that makes sense. At low frequencies, your pulse pulse width can be very, very large because it's not firing that often. So you have time for bigger spritz of water when they come. Uh, so your pulse width is how much water per pulse and your frequency is how many pulses and they affect one another uh, greatly. So again, high frequency, low pulse duration because you, you can only fit so much energy, so much water into the spritz before the next spritz comes out of the hose. Uh, low frequency, you can go high or low on the pulse duration uh, or pulse width. So the frequency is low enough that you can do long bits of water coming out of the hose before the next one begins again. And uh, that all affects how wet your mattress gets in each area as you're moving the hose along it. Um, so that's I like the water analogy for that, because you, with the hammer, you, you know, it's 
how you hit it and then it's like, okay, you've hit it, you know, but with the water, you can really talk about how those pulses are uh, uh, affected mm-hmm. by changing the duration and frequency. They're, they're very different things, but they're very intimately tied to one another. That's the best way I've found to explain it. I hope that makes my five year old my five year old son would absolutely know what you're talking about with mattresses and what this would be like. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Hammers, <laughs> scalpels, water hoses, and jackhammers. This is all the things. That's all. That's all you yeah. know. Fiber lasers. Yeah. yeah. Before we had the the water explanation, I would just I would describe it as you're you're using the tools that you have in your chest, the speed, the frequency, the power, everything, as ways to manipulate how you're heat treating the metal. Because at the end of the day, if you're blading, you're removing what you're coloring. You're not. Yeah, you know, you're not leaving behind the color. So you that that's the way I just I describe it in a very, very layman's terms way. Yeah, like you're making it you're making it blink again. Yep. Um Mark Mark Garrett says you need to rebrand lasered as destroying or as learning what works instead of destroying things. Kyle and I uh, already have a plan for that. It's called Lasered Labs. And uh, we're gonna do that at some point this year. We'll have Kyle out. And we're going to reshoot a whole new series, Laser Labs. Uh, that's going to entirely revolve around like learning in a laboratory environment. Mm-hmm. So that, that should be pretty fun. Great point yeah. by Laura from Laser of Love Creations. Now that we're halfway point, if you haven't smashed the like button yet, give it a smash. We'd appreciate it. Thank mm-hmm. you, Gaz. Thank you, Laura. Mm-hmm. Let's see. <laughs> oh, yeah. Robert said... <laughs> Uh, thanks. Surprise, Matt didn't jump on all the innuendos. All the windows were closed tonight. There were no innuendos for me. <laughs> um, uh, Cubing Cracked said, uh, do you guys have a video on theory? Uh, you help explain all of this. I just started and I'm using an 80 watt. Uh, a really important theory-based video that everybody should watch and is not underrated is the uh, everything you need to know about Galvo lasers video. It's, it's amazing. It's got a ton of information in it. It compares Galvos to gantries, explains their differences, talks about how different things like lenses and different wattages of power affect the different kind of materials you're, you're able to work with. We talk about fiber, UV, and CO2, special things that make them similar, special things that make them different. It's a long, really, really jam-packed episode with just like a lot of really good information in it. So if you're just starting, uh, I'd probably go hit that video up. I think you'd find it really helpful if you haven't seen it. I feel like that is that, you had oh, go ahead. Go, I was going to say that that's the precisely the reason why it's actually the first video in all three of the the pertinent Galvo related playlists yeah. too, Crash is because there's yeah. so much info there that is kind of paramount to really understanding how the laser works. It's like mm-hmm. when you walk into the tool shop and the guy's like, so what do you know about tools? And you're like, I need some. <laughs> like That's like, <laughs> well, great. But yeah, the, yes. other one, the other one too is the which laser to buy. So the, that video that Alex just talked about and the what laser to buy in 2021 video is still literally like, because people are always like, I don't know if I need a JPT or a Rakus or a, I don't, and it's just like that explains so much about the tools. And now that you bought the tool, here's how you use it and how it all works. Those Me, two I, right I will say, I will say, uh, as time goes on, as uh, every day that I wake up, I get a, a sliver closer to just straight up removing, the, 
removing the which which laser to buy in 2021 video that one specifically uh is starting to show its age knowledge wise there are some going for 2023 there's there there yeah there are some things that are not quite they've right. changed or, or just or just i didn't know what i was talking about because uh, <laughs> believe it or not we learn more every day oh yeah learn more every single day and yeah. when i started my channel i pulled a lot of stuff out of my ass uh yeah. so you can watch that one <laughs> pinch of salt with it pinch of salt with it uh galvo lasers 101 uh like everything you need to know about galvo lasers really the the key one I, i'm glad you mentioned it matt but um it's starting to show its age a little bit i just want to put that out there looking for the next question here well i like it just because it's so succinct because like you said everything is usually long content that one's nice and to the point like here's the info you need uh, are there any options for upgrading a CO2 gantry to a Galvo? My CO2 boss laser is so, so slow. <laughs> um, I wouldn't. It, it's not so much of a, an upgrade path as it is a complete rebuild, if that's what you're looking to do. Everything because they're about just two machine, completely different things. Everything about your machine, except for the tube. That's Which what I was just going to say. The only thing you could start that project with is the two. Yeah, you're just going to build a Galvo. Just buy one. You're just going to build a Galvo laser from scratch and then take your tube and put your tube in it. And even then, mm -hmm. I think the tube is going to require some modification. I don't think it can just be slapped into a Galvo setup. Um, you, don't, most, you don't really want to use a glass tube either anyway. Well, well CO2 Galvo lasers are pulsed lasers and uh, the, the CO2 glass tube is continuous wave. It's going to be weird uh, and you're going to run into a lot of issues. And like everybody has said multiple times, you're going to be Don't rebuilding the entire machine. I wouldn't do it. If you really want to see a CO2 Galvo, I'm looking to purchasing one. We have a lot of great options on the buying guide. It's lasereverything.net slash buying guide. Check that out. One more factor I can throw into that too is uh, cost. You're probably going to spend more on building it than you would on buying it mm. is the, the other realistic factor. Because by the time you finish buying all the parts you would need to upgrade it, you've piecemealed it together. And it's kind of like building a car from scratch rather than just driving down to the dealership and buying one. Yeah. Um, all those replacement parts are, are going to add up very quickly. You're probably going to end up paying like 30 to 40% more. Totally. Yeah. And from I, like a quality know, build. Mm -hmm. I'm, I mentioned this uh, a lot and talk about us uh, because uh, Pops Custom Science says, I have a CO2. I've had to turn down enough work that needs a fiber laser to convince me there's enough business in my area to justify buying oh, one. Sure. That's usually what happens with these people. We had the fiber first. Uh -huh. And then we were like, the opposite. oh man, everybody can do organics. We should probably get a CO2 laser. Yeah. Never the case with anybody else. It's so weird, dude. Like literally everybody else starts with uh, a fiber. gantry. Yeah. 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 With a gantry. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Super weird. Uh, but, <laughs> but great. I'm glad that that's the experience you're having. You should absolutely pick up a fiber laser. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. For every gantry laser out there, for every fiber laser out there, there's 100 like CO2 gantries. And people still make a redonkulous amount of money with CO2 gantries. So there's plenty of space left in the in the Galvo game. Uh yeah, I'd say 80% of my work comes from the CO2 gantry. For mm -hmm. sure, man. Mm -hmm. um, anybody have experience with the Pyburn rotary? 
I'm thinking about getting one a bit bummed that it won't work with my Trotec CO2, but I have plans for CO2 Galvo. Um, I, I have one. I haven't gotten to play with it yet. Um, I'm supposed to be doing a big comparison of all the, the big name rotaries and it's just not materialized. Yeah. Three of them. We have the Mansfield, which is the budget option, the Pyburn, kind of the middle of the road. And then the, uh, the Rotoboss. I've um, never seen a Mansfield. Like hyper high end. It's, it's, basic it's a 300 yeah. rotary it's the least amount of money i would spend on a rotary tool mm. like and feel good about it yeah 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 it's very basic it's got rollers and it's got a pincher and a, a stepper i feel like one of the true um like tests of a rotary just because i've worked with a few is when it's done with the job if you needed to correct something does it actually go back to Dude. exact yeah. exactly where it was the like return to zero had, the return to zero is something that I've noticed so over true. the years has been off, even on um, uh, one of the one of the epilogue rotaries, which is a really nice rotary. It's really hard to get that because, and it's become kind of my policy. Like if I have to go back and go over an area again, like even with those nice rotaries, it's See, sketchy. But it's I sketchy. have a question about that though, because like when you are you know zapping it and it's going to town. That yeah. dust, that dust gets on the wheels and it loses traction. So I always wonder too if even that little bit it's of not. grip, it's not because I keep my wheels grippy and tight. But it, oh, I do too. I if clean the shit leave, out of it. If you leave the dust on your wheels, if yeah. you have some brilliant spray left over that you're not cleaning off, that can cause a major problem and slippage, even on a tiny scale that you yeah. might not notice. Well, and that's where. You yeah, know. I use these on mine like every so often, like every four or five cups, I'll literally take a little alcohol wipe and I just turn from zero to 600, which is my yeah. my Y. I just yeah. set it on one wheel and let it go and I just clean it. And then yeah. I do the next wheel, mm -hmm. the same thing, because otherwise it, I've noticed that you see that and it's a pain in the ass. You should do so. that when you check, check all those out, see mm -hmm. if it return, if all of them return to zero, yeah. right where, right where it started. That is a huge, the, huge selling point. Uh, Bob Richardson mentions, uh, I ordered the 60 watt wisely that Kyle review Ooh, should be fancy. here this week. Very excited. Uh, that's great. You should love the wisely. They're, they're really great out over there. Shout out to Alio. Um, yep. Bo designs says, I'd love to see a dual head machine, CO2 and fiber or UV. We will be looking at one, uh, at light object. It's called the Explorer mm -hmm. and it's a, beast it has a co2 laser and a fiber laser and it's designed for cutting uh it's it's a monster it's a monster it's a monster and it's sick uh it, what's the it bed size four big four by four four by four yeah. four wow. by four half sheet um, that's cool yeah that's it's cool big it's a big 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 sucker it would just barely fit in a garage yeah it's big barely it's not the cube i could it's fit not, in here it's not yeah it's, it's not a cube. cube it's it would barely fit. I could um, fit it in here. It's quite big, uh, but we will be playing with that. Um, and <sighs> the other awesome. one, what uh, did he say? It was in the 45, 45K range? The 45K range. Yeah, something for like, like that. For like oh, taxes um, and shipping. I think it was for a kilowatt. Yeah. For a kilowatt. For a kilowatt. Yeah. yeah. So I could fit it. The uh, the C500 Explorer, it has a, uh, it's currently on sale. Uh, list price currently is three uh, thirty six thousand five hundred, and then Get the two. kilowatt, the C one thousand, 
42,950. That's what we were looking yep. at, I think. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, uh, there's another machine off. too. We'll be we'll also be checking out the Saturn II, mm. uh, which is a dual tube system, but in a different way. Uh, yeah. So it actually uses 250 watt uh, with a SPT or JKs. I think they were the JKs. I think they were the two 150 watt hard. 250 watt JK laser tubes combined. Combined to give you 300 watts of cutting power. And it will cut metal and organics, uh, thin metals and organics with just CO2. Yeah. Uh, and it's the Saturn dude. It's another beast. Not not the explorer beastly, but it's a big boy. It's a big boy. So and it has boy. the ability if you want to shut one of the tubes off and just use a lower so you can get into the lower range for engraving, you can do that. Yep. Or you can turn both cannons on and just go full cannon. Did it have to have oxygen and nitrogen? For the, it for the does. metal? Ox does. Just oxygen. oxygen. Just oxygen. oxygen. Okay. So like um, mild steel? Yes. Yeah. And steel. it will, um, the other That's thing, cool. it's, it's got the same bed size as the Legend. So it's a oh. nice big bed. And unlike the Titan, which they are phasing out, uh, it has an adjustable Z bed. Uh, so Ooh, you can actually awesome. raise or lower the bed, the full length of the, the body of the machine. And the, the Saturn is, is something that he wants us to check he out. Did, he specifically too. asked us to make sure we get into it's that. It's beautiful. Uh, it's all beautiful. I just, I can't wait to touch all this stuff. I have Look a lawnmower. I can get rid of if you need somebody to test it. I'm just saying. So as far as like tool source <laughs> machines go, um, we, we will be. We That's will be sick. Playing. Hold on. Check this one out. I just saw the Combo Panther. 10 foot by 5 foot. 2,000 watt CO2, 130 watt metal. Uh, that's a real big boy. So that's actually going to be replaced by the Glory Star. The Glory Star. The Glory Star, <laughs> which is a brand <laughs> spanking new complete fiber laser cutting system uh, that Marco is trying Glory desperately. Star. They're literally trying to assemble one in the warehouse right now by Friday. For us to use. Wait, you should be able to cut it and then engrave it in one... Pass, It'll like, be an idea. I, I don't think it's an engraving it's machine. It's mostly machine. for cutting. So, yeah, yeah, that's so like the ability to put in wood, put in big sheets of. We know, did have a whatever. conversation today right. about fiber mm -hmm. gantries. Um, and we did. We, I, it, we didn't have that conversation with Marco, mm -hmm. but we were just talking about them existing in general. And, uh, we would we would like to bring it up to Marco and see if that's something that he'd be interested in the future. Yeah, fiber gantry. There would be a lot of benefits to having one of those. Mm -hmm. Something more like your red and black home tech size machine with a fiber laser source, um, which would be incredibly useful. So we'll talk about that later. I see Jack in the shop, only ninety thousand dollars. I was uh, I was gonna say that at all. I was gonna say think about what a think about what a fifty watt uh fiber from Trotech costs. Right. And you're getting a, a more than a kilowatt more of cutting power and probably four to five times the cutting area of that for the same price. Yeah. So just for context. Yeah. The other thing too is think of the business that, that opens up for you. I am, about I'm about to. to. Yeah, I and, and, don't, and don't forget for any of you listening and looking at these glorious mm -hmm. machines, they are glorious. There is a hidden cost that comes with them. And you're probably thinking, oh, it's the three faves power. Or it's the two-phase power. If it's not, it's not. It's actually the oxygen and the nitrogen 
required for these large machines to get clean cuts. Yes, you can cut all the stainless steel, aluminum, mild steel, you know, all those metals. But if you are not dumping metric tons of gas into your cut, as you're doing it, your cuts will all be slagged. You might as well just get a plasma cutter. I mean, specifically nitrogen. So really. the nitrogen is a huge cost of running one of these machines. Oxygen, wasn't, not so That much. wasn't so bad. No, oxygen wasn't well, so bad because so bad. it's it, way it, lower pressure. And it's not that it's not necessarily the cost. It is the cost of a tank of oxygen versus nitrogen, which is more expensive, but it's the volume at which the nitrogen needs to be pumped out. It's so much. The pressure was like, I don't know I, what it was. I don't know what the pressure was. It was we just dumping tank, draining tanks by the minute. Empty full-size tanks like by the minute. Right. right. So so if you're going to get into this game, <laughs> know that there is an exponential cost in gas. to, to Consumables. Consumables. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Jeez. Awesome. Just be prepared for it. Be prepared for it. If that's something you're seriously looking at. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. That's a variable cost. You can't forecast nope. either. That's you can't. Well, and we talked and say, about that. Oh, good. Yeah. I was just saying someone could come in one week and say, I need tons of stainless steel cut. There's nitrogen. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the next week you'd be like, hey, I just need some mild steel cut for some signs. Right. That's yeah. oxygen. So and you just don't know. The other thing, too, is the variable cost that you just, again, don't consider. Like my brother bought the uh, 4855 from boss right before COVID hit. So that he could cut metal and stuff and then oxygen good luck trying to get a tank oxygen good luck uh and basically yeah. he just sold it because he might as well have just had another laser like you know mine so yeah. um yeah. that's one of those things to consider like if you're in the middle of nowhere how long does it take to get is that going to mess up your turnaround time and all that stuff so yeah. anywho, i'm, I'm sure you guys can agree since since you did have a fiber cutter i'm speaking maybe out of not knowledge here but I'm sure too that uh, part of the purchase and part of the inherent cost is also learning too, because you need to fund that gas until you know what you're doing. And then at that point, don't. yeah, literally burn to learn at that point. Yeah. At that point you can turn around and start charging that as part of what your customers are paying. But until then, until you know what you're doing and producing a product yeah, that's coming out of your pocket. Yeah. 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 A lot of a lot of people are um, freaking out about the ninety thousand dollar price tag on the on it's the fiber cutters. Pretty cheap. We're 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 sh we're going to play with those and talk about how they work because we want you to know that they're out there and yeah. like they they exist. We're not like trying to sell you on one. No, nope. we're not trying to make you buy <laughs> one. I, uh, if, I, if I can't buy it with my bank account, I'm certainly not going to look at somebody else and tell them they need to buy it. We just want to <laughs> like educate people. Just like we always do. That's why our channels are here. Uh, we want to educate people, show you this technology exists. And maybe if we're lucky and smart enough to handle translating it, teach you a little bit about how they work. Um, yeah, absolutely. Because, By the way, yeah. guys, new link on the Laser Master Academy this week for loan originators. All right. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it's just, just really wanna... cool because how, how often do you get to play with these things, man? It's so cool. Yeah, That's yeah. really what it's about. We yeah. just want to go play with them. The toys. Take some close-ups of them, work in. There's some really cool features, but really we're going to be focusing on the CO2 stuff. Yeah, we do yeah. widgets as uh, I run a laser that uses nitrogen and the cost hurts. So uh, they, they know for <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Edge of Tech is asking, what's a good enclosure for a 30-watt MOPA or should I build a custom one? 
Um, <laughs> building's going to be way cheaper. I know it's something, Kyle, you've been working on. Do you have any thoughts on that? Have you seen any enclosures that you like? And what has the process um, been like so far for your build? Uh, so I have not built one yet, but I do kind of have the start to a parts list, at least for the most part. Um, so cost of building one versus buying one is going to highly depend on what you're using for kind of the majority of your siding material, like what you're using for walls and framing. Um, and then the other factor is, are you going to have a window? So if you're going to have a window, it's got to be specific. Well, if you want it to be a functional window uh, in terms of safety, it needs to be specifically rated for the wavelength of the laser. So for example, if you're using acrylic or just sheet glass, that is not going to provide an ample amount of protection for you. And there's a high chance that if there's a reflection through that, you're probably going to go blind um, or at least get some type of damage to your, your retina in some way. Um, if you get rated glass for it, it's going to have an OD rating for that wavelength. And usually you're talking anywhere from 90 to $150 by cubic or uh, not cubic by square foot. Uh, not even a sheet, a square foot. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's talk, expensive. Talk, just, just on that note, because um, people are going to want to know where to get it. Laser everything as an organization. Uh, we still highly recommend uh, no IR laser, which is a, company we have zero affiliation with and they continue to get my recommendation i don't get paid a dime they just make the best shit and you can buy their filters by the square foot uh so you can search your your uh, uh wavelength that's right and you can say i yep. need three square feet of this and they'll ship it to you and you can cut it out or route it out or whatever you can even you call them it. on the phone and just say this is what i have this is my laser what do I need? Yeah, like they'll they'll you can, yeah. you can use the sliders on the side and figure it out yeah, yourself. They, but yeah. if it's confusing, just call them. They'll answer call the phone. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you can buy the material you need to cut your own window. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they'll they'll even so if you want just a you know a nominal value that fits into a cutout that you're using, they'll even cut it to like your your exact dimensions if you give it to them so they're very helpful um a lot, a lot of people are mentioning the cloud ray enclosure in chat if i got a cloud ray enclosure i would probably replace the windows on it I, mm. I, it, it, it it's an opinion it's like a it's i'm being i'm i'm being speculative but i would personally that is what i would do if i bought a cloud ray <laughs> Wouldn't I know trust, uh, I wouldn't trust those windows if it were me. I know um, I talked talk with, yeah, well, I talked with uh, Pascal about those and he told me that the ones he has for his work for fiber, but not for UV because I was looking for one for UV because UV is so much brightness everywhere. I actually mm. was considering buying one. So I don't mm -hmm. remember the price, but I know it's more than that, um, I think. So, yeah, I agree with that whole like is it really safe? Cause I trust the stuff I get from him pretty good, but, uh, uh eh. <laughs> just saying, yeah, so it's enough to think the, about the other, uh, I'm, if you want to go let me, to I, let me be just incredibly clear. I'm not saying that they don't work. I'm just saying I would replace my windows. <laughs> I, I have to draw that line because yeah. 
I you could have bought because I see people in chat going dang now, and it's like you could have bought a perfectly good enclosure. I don't know. I'm just saying if I ordered it and that's what I paid, I would probably yeah. replace it. That's, that's all. Knowing I'm the price the other places charge, yeah. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so don't you know? Again, pinch of salt on that. Um, you know, unless at the end of the day, you're not really going to know unless you get a laser power meter. Yeah, or you you. I mean, you could, at the very least, you can say, hey, is this just green tinted acrylic or what are you using mm-hmm. in this? Can you tell me yeah. what what is the material? Yeah. And if they come up with a response that's kind of like wishy-washy, I maybe think about I it, but wish- they come up with the, a legitimate response. This is the material we use. This is why we use it. This is what it's rated for. Uh, you know, I don't know. Ask him the question. Ask him the hard questions. I wish that Chris was here because Chris does this for a living. He literally yeah, he creates, does. He creates laser filters. Lasers, yep. There's a whole process where like they have to go in these big like vacuum chambers and get coated with like a really precise like chemical process. Everything from complete lockout it's, to letting some through just yeah, a little bit. It's like a know? really complicated involved process uh, that he's involved <laughs> in. And um, he does this for like the military industrial complex. But, you know, it's it's. <laughs> the same thing you're blocking lasers you know yeah, um yeah. and so it's i the people that are on the oh, acrylic is fine train like i don't know enjoy your vision um but it's a little dicey it's dicey man uh did you get one pair of eyes you know so just i i would pay any amount if i if i was blind if i woke up blind tomorrow i would pay right. a Good mind. shit ton of money to bring my vision back oh yeah so consider <laughs> that you know now uh going into the into the future i don't know i'm 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 rambling <laughs> somebody else talk so about something. the uh the the only other thing i would mention for since we were talking about doing diy um if i was going to buy the stuff tonight to build a frame and enclosure tomorrow i would just buy like 2020 or 3030 extruded aluminum and they already have the grooves in them. Just put some sheet material in there and you have walls. Um, the fittings to connect them are cheap and you can, you know, you can bolt them together and they're just ready to go. They're easy to cut. Um, so that, that'd be the way I would go. They're relatively cheap, uh, especially for what you get. And in, in my case, a normal enclosure isn't really going to work for my, my Galvo table because I have three machines on that table and there's not enough space between them. So uh, to get one that would work for the entire table, it, it would cost me like thousands. So I would just build one. Um, I'm, I'm very irritated right now because I'm just realizing uh, whoever posted the laser everything uh, link to no IR, uh, no IR changed their, they did. And their website is their domain. <laughs> Their domain and, changed. Uh, yeah. I just noticed that too. That, yeah. that means all of our links on the buying guide are broken. So we need to fix that. Um, Amanda. <laughs> um, so just a side, side note, neither here nor there. Sorry. Um, never mind. I'm very, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's yelling out, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle where's Kyle? Uh, let's see. Here's a good question for you to refocus. Get it. Laser joke. Uh, all right, fuck me. Uh, okay. Wait, before before that bold designs <laughs> is saying, how would you go about testing the windows to ensure the OD rating is accurate? Chris has two million dollar pieces of acrylic. 
or uh, two million dollar pieces of equipment. Thank you. That uh, can only measure up to OD six. You're not doing it at home, so you have to buy <laughs> from a trusted manufacturer, someone you're willing to pay, and you're going to put your safety in their hands. Um, and uh, that's one of the many reasons why we buy from no IO. <clears throat> Again, we do not, neither of us have a professional relationship with them. We don't get paid a dime. We don't get anything from their sales. We don't have any handshake agreements, nothing. Uh, we don't well, mess around with this. It's not worth money no. to get any kind of affiliate commission from a different competing company. No. This is the shit that you want to protect your eyes. Um, so yeah, you, you cannot test that at home. Uh, Chris can barely test it to uh, to to a degree that we would think is marginally safe. OD six, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and really you're looking for like OD seven plus uh, for for infrared and ultraviolet lasers. So I just wanted to shout that out, well, because Bo asked. So. Uh, and I was going to say the one good thing about NoIR's website, when you look, is all the information that Michael was telling you to ask. They've already got published to mm -hmm. all of the testing that they do. And it shows you the lot. dips and the drop-offs. It shows you the materials, obviously, without the special secret sauce, because otherwise anybody could make that shit. Um, yeah. But um, all the testing's done, and they've got their seals of approval from the regulatory commissions that, that oversee that. So yeah. for them to be able to post that information... The regulatory commissions have said, yup. So they've seen those reports and uh, concur. Yeah. So and, uh, I see uh, G Smith is asking glasses or goggles, whatever fits best. I Just make sure that makes make sure that it, it seals well, especially on the sides, on the especially sides. for ultraviolet mm. UV, particularly dangerous, even just stray like up off mm. your face underneath. Mm. Kyle and I have gotten headaches. From the uv just bouncing up in here so you really need to protect against yeah. that uh as well um if so, you so if you have a particularly large head and also wear glasses <laughs> the um, i got a big old fat head um it, it's very difficult to get glasses that form fit around your glasses and face yep. goggles are going to be a much safer bet if that fits your description and yeah. didn't you say they had ventilation in them too on them, right? They do, which yeah. was really Please. nice. Most of them. Again, would, I would probably keep clothes for UV. I'm just saying that out loud. But um, you know, you really don't want any ultraviolet. Uh, Dude, infrared, the UV got me one time and it hurt so bad. Oof. Infrared light is lower energy than visible light. Okay, so that's we're talking like fiber lasers, CO two lasers, mm -hmm. and they can damage your eyes. But the ultraviolet light is a higher energy wave than visible light. And when you catch that, it's nasty. It's really bad for you. Uh, we know it melts our skin, right? We put on sunblock to block UV from the sun. Right, Imagine what it's doing to an organ as sensitive to your eye when concentrated in the form of a laser. It's nasty shit. Be really careful with UV. Um, and then the other thing that I wanted to mention, too... Uh, let me see. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, we have a, we have a, we did a whole, didn't we do a whole podcast episode on this guys? Yes. Uh, like eyewear, laser safety. We, yes. we talked about it when Chris was on. Yeah, I definitely. I would, um, I would definitely go check that we out. We should make I'm, a short of the short of that. 
Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and mention I'm gonna go ahead and mention this one too. So Moss says, do you go blind right away or in time? The answer to that is yes. Uh, it's both. Uh, it can be a slow burn or it could be a fast burn. Uh, it kind of depends on how much of that wavelength is actually being reflected at your eye and how much is being caught before you blink. When Um, Michael and I went to our training at LMT, the mm -hmm. first thing they told us when they handed us our glasses before they even let us in the laser room was a story about a guy who had been using his fiber laser for like five years And then one day he just looked down and he caught the flash at the wrong time. Blackout. He said there was an audible pop. Yep. When it and it busted his shit up, dude. And And it was just black, complete blackout. Because he just got a direct photon reflection into his eye. If you, the reason we don't cut copper too close to copper, or you know, mark copper too close to copper with our fiber lasers. Is because one single photon can bounce off of that copper back into the machine and destroy your laser source. Yep, and go right down, right back down the fiber optic tube, right into the source, and and blow the diode. We're talking about one photon. I just, I, I, I don't, I don't feel like people take this topic seriously. <laughs> makes copper, it makes it's copper and Wait. silver uh, are the most highly reflective metals. Yeah. It's kind of like the the epitome example of uh, when you stick your finger in the end of a light a, socket, a gun. No, oh, a gun, <laughs> like in the cartoons, and it blows the the barrel. That's right. like if it yeah. comes back, if it, if that doesn't go the right direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, G Smith is asking if UV is worse than welding flash. Does welding flash go away, or is that permanent? It can be per- it can be very painful and it can be permanent. Makes, it can yeah. make blind spots. Yeah. So yeah. There, I think that's two sided too because welder the, the flash from from welding can also just be from brightness. It doesn't necessarily have to be from a particular wavelength even hitting your eye. That mm-hmm. could just be visible light being bright. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's two distinctions to be made here. There's a filtered light wavelength that can damage your eye because it's concentrated from the laser. And then there's just bright light. So if you look up at your ceiling light right now, that's a hundred or 200 watt worth of lumens, Mm -hmm. you can absolutely damage your eye from staring at it. Kind of like staring at the sun with sunglasses on. It's still too bright. Mm -hmm. So, and that's that's a really good point too, because um, there are a lot of even no IR makes a lot of glasses with very low visible light transmission and very high visible light transmission. So even if I'm watching my fiber laser, if I have a very high VTL uh, or VLT, visible light transmission, that means almost all or a a vast majority of the visible light being produced by that reaction is still passing through my glasses and you can still damage your eyes with brightness. Um, so that's that's really important. Lower VTL or VLT, VTL. I'm thinking of BLT, and then I get hungry. Hungry. Uh, light transmission. Uh, visible light transmission. Yeah. Sorry. The lower the value <laughs> means the more protected you are from the visible light, not including the laser radiation. Um, and the the higher the value, the easier it is to see. So there's a balance there too. All right. 
I know it's off of this, but uh, Bo a while back had asked, how long would a CO2 tube last on the shelf? So like you buy an extra one, how long does it last on the shelf? Mm. Climate controlled? Gotta be climate, shielded cli- from gotta UV? Be, gotta be climate controlled. Gotta be shielded from UV. We should ask more. Yeah, I, yeah it's metal and That'd glass, be a great bro. question. I would, I would say like for all intents and purposes, Climate controlled and shielded from UV indefinitely. Right. But if there's any kind of a slow it's leak or anything, the tiniest leak. Humidity. Or, you're right. Humidity and UV are going to be your biggest it enemies. Is, yeah. If it's, Marco, if it's stored Marco, in a. Here's a great example. Okay. Marco, Marco has a gigantic, gigantic warehouse in his facility <laughs> and all of the laser tubes he keeps in offices. He has literally entire office building rooms emptied just filled with laser tubes so that they're in the climate control are they stored horizontally too they're horizontal yeah they're yeah. stored horizontally yeah i saw somebody who had taken it and turned it vertical and to me that's so scary because it creates so, what michael just said which is the leaks all it is those those ends are so fragile like yeah and they're just like they're also rounded and it's like there's been work done on those pieces Yep, dude, put those things flat because that's how they're meant to be. Mm-hmm. Keep them flat. Yeah. yeah, and I see there's a there's a lot of anecdotal answers coming in into <laughs> chat here. I think that a lot of the ranges people give you for tube storage are not based on ideal conditions. They're based on normal use conditions. Yeah, yeah. so they're not expecting them to be stored in a way that that is going to. Uh, you know, make them last longer in storage. They're being stored in a way a normal user or a normal owner would store them. And that's yeah. where they're getting those figures. So I'm usually not going to buy a replacement tube until I, until I, I absolutely need there's it. No, there's no I, tube I, I, shortage. I, you I, know, just yeah. yeah. Someone told me don't buy it until you're going to replace it. Like you can either be preemptive and say, I'm yeah. going to replace it because I know this is the third year of its use and it probably doesn't have much more juice. Or, you know, whatever. So, and then, but that's one of the things that uh, someone who I trust told me, which is why buy it if you're not going to use it? Just Kyle, Kyle and I talked a few episodes ago about things that you can and should buy more of um, belts, lenses to stock up on. Yeah. And uh, mirrors, lenses, belts. Yeah. Belts for sure. Holy shit. Um, also, Laura asked not to get some yeah, into the eye protection, but I wanted to acknowledge <laughs> but here we go. question. Is there any risk to watching laser work in videos? No, not beyond the normal risk of staring at a screen. So unless you're doing it for two hours or 12 hours, rather, a day, uh, two <laughs> inches from the, the monitor, you should be okay. Uh, you know, Alex, otherwise Alex would be blind because his shit's just him <laughs> editing shit all the time. <laughs> all the time, yeah. I'd be in really, really big trouble. Um, it's so that it's got the fun. same risk as smell-o-vision to uh, making you hungry. Mm-hmm. And Marco just mentioned <laughs> Looking this. the screen. Uh, Flying Monkeys says, is the X-Pool enclosure and the protective cover around the D1 laser head enough protection? Uh, no. Uh, the leaking diode light, especially because it's in the visible spectrum, mm-hmm. that's a blue light laser. Um, turn the lights off in the room. Turn the lights off in the room and run the machine. If you see blue, you're not doing good. Yeah. I have a really good pair of glasses that block uh, a very large amount of the diode spectrum. That's typically around 455 nanometers. Uh, the DBY from no IR. 
the DBY block uh, UV uh, diode and fiber, all OD6 plus or better. Um, it's a great pair of glasses. I would check those out. Um, and I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would. They're fairly passive too, in terms of like being able to see your computer screen and everything around you. They're kind of like a, would you describe them as like a smoky gray sunglass? That's mostly visible. Those are, those are the YG fives. Um, more fiber based. The DBYs are a little more like orange. Um, diode protection, Mm -hmm. but, um, a, a really good pair that I would check out. Just wear, just wear glasses. Just buy glasses and wear them, guys. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, the, well, what if what if the moon is in retrograde and my stands on the surface and I won the lottery yesterday and I drank nothing but water for the last three weeks? Then can I take off my safety glasses? Yes. No. No. He, no. Oh wait, no, I was way off. <laughs> Where that was the most dad-like thing I've ever heard Alex say. That rant was such a dad rant. It if was great. you can afford <laughs> a, a $600 machine yep. to, to burn things with fire and concentrated light, you can buy a 200 pair of glasses to protect your eyeballs. It's like, well, I don't understand. I'm, the, I'm, the, people gonna, will do anything. They'll do anything. Anything. I'm going to add to that. I'm going to add to that. Safety glasses. It, I don't. So, I don't understand. Since we're on the safety topic, if you're going to spend, if you're going to spend six hundred dollars on a machine and and also buy safety glasses, you should spend ten bucks on a fire extinguisher at Walmart. Ah, there you go. Even saw posts in the in the Facebook page of someone that left it unattended that burned the whole fucking room in their house down. Man. Oh yeah. Not cool. Don't do that. Don't do that. You don't leave lasers unattended while in use. Also, there's another guy who uh, I know over in the laser lounge this week, there was a post where one of the frequent, you know, flyers of the laser lounge had posted that he had actually uh, put oil, linseed oil when he was finishing something and he had just left it in the garage. And that's just, I know this is not laser related, but at the same time, same thing, just materials and having a plan for how you're going to use them, dispose of them. They sh- if you don't have a drying rack outside or you don't have a metal bucket to toss it in, it's like a yeah. $30 for a metal bucket that has the fire bucket. So just saying like fires, especially when you've got so many jobs going, like I know how that goes. Like <laughs> my shop looks like a fucking wreck right now. That's why the lights are off. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to spam through a couple of quick ones here. Uh, Willie Sims says, oh, wow, I did not know copper can destroy fiber laser. It's not just copper. It's literally any material is technically able to reflect the wavelength back. It's just, it's just a like less of a likelihood. Yeah, game. right. It's right. a numbers game. Right. How reflective is brass versus copper? Um, brass yeah. is at least a portion copper. So it is reflective, just less so. Um, brass, if I recall, is zinc and copper and bronze is copper and tin i think maybe i have those backwards right. I think but they're they're both reflective just less than copper but probably more than steel a lot more than steel yeah, yeah. um is a window necessary for an enclosure why not something like a grow tent with a camera jerry rigged inside uh cameras or window is not necessary camera is an excellent choice and probably yeah. the preferred choice way cheaper um the grow Be tent. careful about. I'm still lost my voice from screaming about the Pokemon cards. The grow tent is something you want to be careful of. Uh, make sure that the walls and floors are not made of something like PVC that uh, or vinyl. 
burn and give off like chlorine gas uh, because oh. it a, a laser. You know, I just I don't know. Just be careful. Just be careful. Make sure it's made out of a good material. Not just the enclosure, but the the actual little tent poles that they give you. Some of those are actually made of straight up PVC. Um, usually they'll tell you they're fire safe. And usually that's a good indicator that they're probably not made of vinyl and PVC, but you can also check the MSDS on them or ask the manufacturer. Yeah. Just something to be aware of. I know that it's very unlikely that your whole little tent is going to collapse and fall into the laser while it's running and set the whole thing on fire, but just, you know, totally be aware. Be yep. aware. Be aware. Um, did you guys see Flying Monkeys? What wavelength is Superman's laser eyes? Ooh. Yeah, I think it's like gamma, dude. Those are like gamma rays. Uh, I mean, he, he can okay. x-ray stuff, so that's that's yeah. uh, some hefty stuff right there. Yeah, I'm going to go with going 1090. Full, I'm going like full nuclear. Like, like mm. he's straight up. The x-ray is like light mode. And he can like see through things, and then when he turns it up, you know that high, the next high energy wave after X multi spectrum, gamma. He's dude. in control of all the spectrums. Yeah, yeah, crazy yeah. stuff. Whatever he needs. Uh, no matter what, you don't want to be on the business end of that. So, um, you know, stay away. <laughs> I love these conversations right there. I love that one. That's a great uh, question. That's a great question. Alberto asks: Speaking of laser tubes, what is the proper way to dispose of them? Definitely not the way Michael and I will be disposing of some laser tubes at Light Objects <laughs> this week. Um, just throw them away. It's just CO2 gas. You're not going to hurt anything. It's not like filled with mercury or like weird. Shit. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not like those shop light tubes, right? Where it's filled with like super poisonous gas and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, Are you like, not supposed to smash those against the wall? No, you're not. not. Oops. Um, but. <laughs> The best, Unless I mean, you want to clean up a bunch of glass. I would get a contractor Note bag. Note to high school bag, me. <laughs> contractor bag, put it in there, pre-smash it, tie the bag up. Two, contra two contractor bags. Smash Double bag it, it. And then put it in a second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After it's smashed. Yeah. Yeah. Just like you should have smashed that like button. And then throw it away. Oh! Hey! Oh. Look at that. Willie Sim just gave me 10 bucks for that amazing joke. They... <laughs> That ten bucks has been sitting there, and you yeah, I know. All right, that's fair. I was, I tried, I tried. I reached. Thanks, Willie. Thanks, Willie. Thanks, and, Willie. And thank you, Humberto, for that question. That was a good one. <laughs> God. Okay. Too much fun. Oh damn! Yeah, right? Over an hour and fifteen. We are killing it. Mark Garrett's is saying <laughs> some have radioactive ends, uh, like Resi, for example. Uh, I can't confirm or deny that. Um, sounds like it could be true. Maybe we'll ask Marco about that while we are. talking about maybe the what the mirrors coated with or I, like the I don't know lens. We'll, yeah, we'll have to ask Marco the, the see if he has any opinion about that. Hmm. Maybe we can confirm or deny. Um, we have a couple things for Marco now. Yeah, we have a big list, and some, I'm going to have to re-listen to this. Okay, to like type you, them all out. Walk, walk into that. Walk into that office tomorrow with one of those little radioactive meter things on your belt. When you walk into the little office room that they're in, yeah, yeah, they probably have one there. Hey, right. hey if we can find it, we we're can welcome use it. to use it. Yep, that's right. That was. I want to look said. at this, by the way. So, my California Air Tools started condensing a bunch of water, and it started pushing out onto my workpiece. Hooked mm -hmm. it up to my Harbor Freight air dryer, pure dry air now. And what I was saying before I broke up with you guys was. Um, 
that's something, especially if you're in Florida, if you're in a garage, most workshops and like warehouses don't have AC and climate control. Uh, so definitely think about that. I'd love to see what system you use uh, for that. Or what do you guys take? What's your take on that? How much should you spend? Um, I mean, you don't have to spend a ton, but if you're going to go with the cheap ones, you could even stick two in line with each other. I've seen that too. A couple hundred bucks. Um, Wait, Mark yeah, has, like uh, the passive ones. The Ranger setup that he was using to cut things earlier today. He has two in line. Yeah, he's using yeah. air dryers. Yep. Yeah, for that um, one. Another factor is make sure that you are um, purging your, your bleeder valve on the bottom of your tank when you're done with it at the end of the day. Because if you're not, all it's doing is collecting that, that water from compressing the air down and it's filling up your tank. And rusting the inside of your tank. Yeah, I was going to say. Over a long period of time, it can do that. There are on what level of tank you buy. Like There's two bellies too. There's an aluminum one. So California Air Tools does make an aluminum belly one and they make a steel belly one. So you got to make sure. So if you didn't know it costs an extra, I think 50 or 60 bucks, but if just for rust purposes. Yeah. You know, so you don't want to have a blot one day. Also, I know, is it on the buying guide, Alex or Kyle? Do you guys know the auto bleed valve? It's not on the buying guide, at least as of yet. Okay. Because that'd be something else. If you guys don't know what an auto bleed valve is, you can literally set something at night or during the daytime to run an auto bleed where it just drains your system for you. So yeah, that sounds nice. Uh, Kyle, I'm assuming you know where that is, and we can maybe get a link to Amanda on that. I can, I can find one. Yeah, perfect. Because I think Excellent. Kyle and I talked about it one night, like ways to make the system better. When that us, pretty sure it was. Well, We're usually yeah. up until like two. Le- less maintenance based and more passive, doing it itself based. Yeah, we'll, yeah, or even uh, just flipping a switch. <laughs> we'll get something like that added to the buying guide shortly. We did it every night. We just we did it manually. Take every night. We took turns. Open the bleed valve. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would. Piss far. Sometimes, so depending on the type of time of the year, it, it would collect lesser, more. Moisture. Yeah, and like there were days where we would like pull the pin on that and let it bleed out, and it would like piss like thirty feet. Like yeah. it would just like go. Eventually, like, we, just, we just plugged our like ears. hundred gallon tank. Eventually, we just plugged our ears, and I'd be like, "You ready?" He'd be like, "Yeah, I'm ready." About three, two, one, go, and we just boom, and then just walk away, go go lock the door, and go home. So, yeah. do you want to know how I know that? Number one, I have a steel bellied uh compressor and also number two number two that you should not open it in a garage (laughs) because i'd never had a compressor before and i was my brother's like make sure you bleed that thing and i'm like how and i'm gonna facetime with them and he goes pull that thing right there and before he could finish his sentence of when you get outside i was like here (laughs) (laughs) spray painted rust water all over my fucking garage i had to like pressure wash the garage to get rid of it it was mm-hmm. awesome and uh willie, S- willie sims is coming in with one this will be our last question today okay uh he's asking so a question on the reflection danger would it be better to run your jobs off center so the reflection of light is off center oh, yes man. that's overkill for most materials unless you're working on something known to be a reflection mm-hmm. danger like mm-hmm. uh silver gold so copper uh, are all going to be really your biggest enemies there. Uh, basically, what happens is when you have an object that you're going to mark with a laser, if the laser is coming straight down under that object, it can bounce off and go straight back up. If your object is over here, the galvo mirrors are now shooting that 
at an angle. And there's a lot more ways that that photon can bounce mm -hmm. other than straight back up mm -hmm. into the lens. So mm -hmm. it can be helpful. There's always still a chance. It's a crazy world we live in and physics doesn't make any fucking sense. So yeah. uh, be careful, but yeah, that can help. And it's a, it's a common uh, aid for that yeah. issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to mention one more thing. Uh, Bob says he hopes we get a chance to check out the theme extractors in reference to you guys uh, and shoot a vid while you're there on that as well. Hmm. Um, yeah, we looked at, they have a prototype there. They have an interesting prototype coming it's, up. Um, it's got some really fascinating technology. Not finished. Not sure if it's there yet. It's not finished, uh, but we'll talk about it. We'll yeah. definitely show it a little bit. You'll see it. Even if it's just in one of our vlog episodes, um, you'll get a look at it, but it's huge. It costs a lot of money. What's going on, Matt? It's a prototype. Just being professional. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. Uh, if you guys want to hear something funny, don't forget to check out Emergency Stop. You can find it over at emergencystop.net. Michael's been on uh, mm -hmm. in a bad way. We need to have like a real. Yeah. We have to have. We have to do like a real thing. Uh, it's pretty funny. It's good stuff. Um, <laughs> Also, uh, I pulled like a super amazing Charizard on my hobby channel, the Pokemon Archivist. It was a lot of fun. I like screamed and cried on camera. So if you want to see me scream and cry, uh, you can check that out at the Pokemon Archivist. Um, I don't know. If you like the video, guys, smash the like button. Let everybody else know the content is good. Don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you get notified the next time March. we episode. We upload an episode of the podcast. What about March? Merch. Oh, merch. Uh, voice, of course, is saying goodbye some merch. I didn't. I know you don't even got it today, but uh, Mine's here. Here. Yeah. Um, Michael, plug your plug yeah, your man. Sets. If you haven't if you haven't heard of Laser Engraving Nine One One yet, go check out my YouTube channel over at Laser Engraving Nine One One. It just dropped a video on laser engraving anodized aluminum, and uh, there's actually a pretty cool deal for the vendor that I got all the aluminum from. So make sure you check the description in that video as well. Our channels go really well together because laser everything is really technical and like theory and yours is very much application. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you want to learn why things work the way they work to take better advantage of your system, laser everything is where you want to go. If you want to see how those things are applied in real life, definitely go check out Michael's channel too. Uh, Cause he's got a lot of great content over there. So um, that'll be a good time. And I think that's just about it. Shout out to our LMA supporters. You guys are the reason we get to continue uploading all of this content for free for everyone. Uh, so we have you to thank for that. We appreciate you. If you want to join their ranks, head over to masters.lasereverything.net to find out more. And I think that's all I've got. So thank you so much for watching and we will see you in the next one. See ya. See ya. <laughs>